Happy Thanksgiving, you bunch of jive turkeys. You're listening to America's plumpest and most delicious podcast, <laughs> The Pod People. I'm Chekhov's blunderbuss, Matisse Van Rossum. I'm the CEO of Cream, Ben Sheets. Hey, yo, I'm the evil little elf, Cleveland Mosier, who's definitely uh, definitely had a few white claws at this point. <laughs> definitely remembered his name. I wore a trench coat into the theater, and I snuck in some white claws, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not saying I regret it. Like I'm, I'm you're, be, you're becoming the resident alky on the podcast now. You've, yeah, I should uh, probably, I should probably use off. You've, a bit. you've taken, you've taken the mantle from me. Damn. Not that I'm ever not drinking on the yeah, podcast. But... It's so funny. On the way into the theater, Cleve turns to us and he's like, "Can you tell I'm sneaking in snacks while he wears like a giant trench coat, <laughs> like the most conspicuous <laughs> outfit? Like if he had closed it, it would look like he was like." Three like eight three elves, yeah. three, three elves and three evil coat. little elves, <laughs> three evil little coat. elves in a trench coat. Yeah. Well, we just got back from the theater. Uh, oh, this is our Thanksgiving episode. Happy yes, Thanksgiving. Happy it is. Thanksgiving. It is a happy Thanksgiving. Um, we're not recording this on Thanksgiving, of course, but we did just get back from seeing Eli Roth's Thanksgiving in the theater. This is coming uh, out sure on did. Thanksgiving, isn't it? Huh? This is coming out on Thanksgiving, isn't it? For non-Patreon subscribers, yeah. Wow. This is, this that's is pretty cool. You might be listening to this on Thanksgiving right neat. right now. Or if you subscribe for only a few dollars a month, you can Hush. get this Shout out to the end. You could be, li- the end. You could be listening to this on a Tuesday instead. <laughs> you could be listening to this back in time if I you will. Say that an Eli Roth movie is a good movie for sneaking booze into the theater. It's a good movie for yeah. getting, getting drunk, having a little party, getting a little silly. Um, I think our audience—not uh, our audience, but I think the audience was great. Um, like, yeah, I everyone mean, was rowdy, was having fun. Overall, this never with annoying. An this is like a perfect overall. Yeah, yeah this people, was people were like shouting when people were getting killed. It was fun. It was a this good was time. an ideal theater experience. Friday night. Pretty packed theater. Everybody was in a good mood. Everybody was laughing. Yeah. Um, no one was being yeah. a shit. You Nobody know, no one was like on their phone. No one was like fucking around. Like it was just people like having fun, laughing loudly, and going ooh when someone died. And that that's fun. That's yeah. Good. This is yeah. a this was a this Great. was a good night at the movies. I think we it all was. I think yeah. we all came out of this very satisfied. You know, I think we went in with tempered expectations, but I, I thought it was going to be mid. I thought I, I went in like. Tempered, below-tempered, even, I would say. I thought there was nothing about the trailer that did anything for me. I thought it was going to be kind of mid. I think that Eli Roth is all right. Uh, And I think he really showed up with his best for this movie. I had a great fucking time. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the biggest Eli Roth defender on this uh, podcast. I I have never said a bad word about Eli Roth. Other than than that Green Inferno kind of sucks. Knock, knock was... uh... You liked Knock. I liked so, Knock yeah, Knock. Yeah, I gave yeah, it a good yeah. rating. Yeah, that's I thought right. it was just Cleve that was. The it was. Hater. It was, was weird. Was it was hater. weird and it was weird and pervy. But I. Yeah. I liked Knock Knock. I like Eli Roth. I love Cabin Fever. I love Hostel. I've been a a a noted Eli Roth fan yeah. on this show. So I, I mean, I was I was pretty excited for this movie. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't always show up, but when he does, it's always a good time. Yeah, and you know, one thing that was getting me a little excited for this is like considering this is loosely based on like a Grindhouse trailer from the Grindhouse double feature all the way back in like what? Like 
09? Way earlier than 07? Um, I don't even yeah. know when Grindhouse originally came out. 2007. Yeah, you yeah, were right considering this was like his original idea way back then, and he's making it now. I, I was thinking it could either be really good or really bad. Either it got stuck in development hell, <laughs> or like this was truly like a passion project. Yeah, and I think it turned out to be the latter. Absolutely, hundred oh, percent. Before we started recording, we watched the the Thanksgiving Grindhouse trailer uh, to refresh all of our memories, and and I'm surprised like how many like bits that he he carried over directly into this. It was it was fun to see. I I, I kind of wish I had watched the watched the trailer um, before seeing the movie. Getting those little those little Easter eggs, I guess. Yeah. But um, it's fresh and fun. Yeah, the man. Film. No, this was this was a, a really good time. I wish there were more like mid budget schlocky holiday themed horror movies. Like we haven't done a fucking Thanksgiving themed horror movie on the podcast since fucking Pilgrim, which was like five years ago. Because there just fucking aren't any. We did them all our first Thanksgiving with doing the Thanksgiving movies and Blood Freak, and like that's it. Yeah, I and, hope this movie does fucking gangbusters at the box office. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, our our theater was full. This is opening yeah. weekend, so I mean, it's 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 looking good. I think. Yeah. Um. And of course, you know they they set it up to for a sequel at the end. But yeah, man, uh, I I feel like I think Eli Roth is the perfect person to do a novelty holiday themed horror movie. Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, um, clearly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I I kind of wish that he would just become like the hallmark of of horror movies and just do i mean i mean like the 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 hallmark gift card corporation <laughs> um and just that like every holiday that comes around it's like all right eli roth's saint patrick's day yeah. you know it's eli like, roth's easter yeah yeah easter roth <laughs> easter roth well he's jewish so uh probably wouldn't do an easter one um but maybe he's the perfect person you know that outside in perspective my god you're right but yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the reason he's ideal for this type of movie is because he's far from highbrow, but he's clever, and he has a great understanding of gore and schlock. And I think that all of those things are exactly what you need for this type of movie. Yes. And, yeah. and it paid off. And, you know, I think we were all a little worried that the trailer was going to show... Everything, sure, and very little. I, well, I'd say it showed it showed a fair amount, but there were a lot of uh, extra things that the trailer. Yeah, yeah it showed far from I everything. Ever, yeah, I don't know if I ever saw a Red Band trailer for this one. Like maybe in you, one definitely, you definitely did. did. Yeah, yeah we really, saw yeah. they played Red Band trailers for this movie multiple times. And in they the show a couple year. of the kills in the Red Band trailer, mm-hmm. but honestly, like we get some of the best Eli Roth gore in this movie. Yeah. And a lot of it is not even referenced in the trailer. Um, Which there's a lot. Like, every kill is gratuitous. It takes it to that, that uh, like, just above and beyond out there level. Like, it, it's all gross and nasty and hideous. And what you'd expect from someone who's been doing this for so long now. I mean, like, fucking hostile. But and- most importantly, it all plays into 
the Thanksgiving bit. It's all yeah. it all stays yeah, it all stays it all stays on theme, and all the kills are still like fun and clever. Pretty much all of the gore is practical too. Yeah, which I fucking loved. Yes, like sir. I have to say, like you know, even though I really liked the new Saw movie, I was thinking in comparison, like the two in terms of, like, gratuity. Mm-hmm. And, like, the gore in this is so much more visceral yeah, than even the Saw movie in a weird way. I mean, Eli Roth has, I feel like, always had a great sense for that. Yeah. Um, you know, even since his his early days. I mean, Hostel is popular for a reason. Yeah. Um, very, very gory. And as much as I don't like the Green Inferno, like, it has some just, like, absolutely insane gonzo practical gore. Um, I mean, you know, Eli Roth is like Tarantino. Like, he's inspired by 70s exploitation. You know, Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez are, like, his guys. Mm-hmm. So, no surprises here for anybody who's familiar with Eli Roth. But, overall... A really good time. It's what you'd want out of an Eli Roth Thanksgiving movie. Yes. In every way. Let's uh, jump in a little more in depth into, like, details of what's going on. Uh, so, like, Perfect setup. Uh, yeah, I love it. So it's set on, like, Thanksgiving night. Um, well, yeah, it, it starts with a family, like, getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, but they are immediately broken apart by Black Friday. Well, yeah, well, we, we start with two families, right? We yeah. start with, like, the sheriff coming to, like, spend Thanksgiving with his friends. The husband, his buddy, gets called into work because the store is, like, opening early for Black Friday. They're opening on Thursday night. And so as he's going in, then we cut to the family of the guy who owns the big uh, sort of, you know, local off-brand Walmart. Right Mart. um, That is doing this Black Friday sale, and he's sitting in his big mansion with his family, and they're having their very nice Thanksgiving, and, you know, the daughter goes off with some of her friends, and uh, they have to stop by the right yeah. mart on the way. The, the friends are so fratty and obnoxious. Yes. It's well, great. I think one of the things that this movie does so well is accurately portray the people of Massachusetts. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's set, it's set in Plymouth, of course, and Eli Roth is a Massachusetts guy. I think he's from, like, Newton or something, which is near Boston, um, so, yeah, like, so the accents are all on point. He has, he's, well, and, and I think that the, it's, like, obvious that he has a very good sense for what the people are like, you know, like, people from the South get a bad fucking rap, but fucking Massachusetts Bastard. people, yeah. Fuck you! Like, M- fucking mass holes, yeah. you know. Like, I, I love that, and it's set up so well with the, the crowd out front of the right mart, like, yeah. all shouting at the employees and the rest, with all the fuck yous and everything. Yeah. It's really fun. I love that he he got uh, Tim Dillon to be one of the security guards. Oh God! I thought that I I thought he looked familiar, and I couldn't fucking place it. But yes, you're right. It is fucking Tim Dillon. Of course it is. Yeah. What is he? Um, he uh, he's, he's a, a comedian. He's, he's a comedian like and a podcast guy. And... Yeah. Oh fun. Yeah, just so you've got all these people like lining up um, outside the store. 
They have like a fucking doorbusters thing where everybody who comes in gets a free waffle iron. And it's like, I want my fucking waffle iron. Yeah, and it's and, great because, like, really, if you just want to boil it all down, really, like, the worst of the heartbeat of America is Black Friday. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, like it really is, it's capitalism at its frothing masses finest. It really does capture us at our, at our worst. And it, it's so, it, it works so well to start this movie with that. Well, let's not get too far ahead because uh, they do a great job introducing all the characters mm-hmm. in this. Our group of, you know, high school fratty, preppy yeah. yeah, you can't call them fratty if they're still in high school. Yeah, yeah. but though yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the they're, actors are like all in their thirties. Like, they're right? All, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, they're in, all usual horror movie they, fashion. Uh, they're all preppy. Uh, the main kids. girl's dad owns the right mart. They go in through the employees' entrance to uh, get in early mm-hmm. to get what they need. And they're they're like in the windows, like mocking the people outside which is funny because like one of the people outside is also like clearly on one of the the town over football teams from one of the you know yeah the 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 plymouth and hanover rivalry um another way you know that eli roth is a fucking massachusetts boy um but yeah so like one of the the protagonist friends is like mocking like the Hanover kid outside who he had like gotten in a fight with at like a bar the last weekend or something and just like showing off that he's in the store like buying stuff before them and it just like really whips the crowd up into a frenzy and they jump over the barricades uh, Tim Dillon runs off, leaving just yeah. one other security guard by himself. Well, the other I, I like security how... guard locks all the doors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sp- specifically, like like the security guards come out and they say on like one of their megaphones, like, "Hey guys, you're gonna have to wait another moment longer." And the Hanover quarterback like grabs the me- megaphone and he shouts back to the crowd, "All right, we're open. Stores early. open. Stores yeah. open." And so that causes everyone to think, "Oh yeah, we're ready to go." And they all start again, like cattle in a herd, just mm-hmm. just. Yeah. over each other. Well, and uh, that escalates into, uh, you know, essentially a riot. And I love a classic how, Black Friday stampede. Because, yeah. you know, it, it feels like it's a culmination of all those, you know, fucking world star videos from Black Friday. You mm-hmm. see fights and, you know, mayhem. Uh, but it's shot like it's a fucking war movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's shot like it's fucking Normandy. Or it does. Something. No, it, it is. It's like fucking, it's like the Normandy scene in Saving Private Ryan, like when they're storming the beach. It it, it really is. And it's, I think it's really intentional. It, it won't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it, it, it is so effective for it, too. It's... It's it's interesting because the thing itself is is a hot bummer to me. Like the whole idea of Black Friday and like people like fucking stampeding over each other for fucking waffle irons and flat screen TVs is it makes me sick. And and also too, like the people have been stampeded over that stuff and Yeah, I mean And to treat it with like such a tongue in cheek thing. People is, die literally every year. Yeah, yeah. During Black and, Friday and, and, like, and to give it like yeah. such a tongue in cheek view, it also kind of makes it as pathetic as it should be made. You know, on one hand, it's like, well, you know, like, we're being kind of cynical about, like, people dying when people do get fucking stampeded during Black Friday, but also, like, it kind of should be made like that. So, like, I don't know. I also like it's an Eli Roth movie, like, getting moral about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a sense of of cruelty to a lot of the kills in this movie Uh, that feels like 
so at home in like a classic exploitation movie. Yes. Um, you oh, know, yeah. I can't think of a movie that's done it as well since like Piranha 3D even, I yeah. think. But uh <laughs> the the whole time the riot scene was going on, I kept thinking this is what non-Americans think of America, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but they're right. They're right. They're right. Yeah. This is like this is it is. We're just fucking we're fucking hogs. We're fucking animals. Um, and, and, you know, of course, that is the, the great irony of th- of Black Friday following up Thanksgiving, you know, yeah. a day when you're supposed to be celebrating what you have, what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. And then the very next day, you're lining up to trample people to get 50% off yeah, a fucking Xbox, masses. you know? Yeah. Well, it's into like the the events themselves like play out like so effectively as like one beat after another. It's mm-hmm. like you just keep keeps going wrong um you know the, the first thing to happen is like people you know when when the, the guy like grabs the megaphone she's like all right they're open and like the whole crowd rushes the doors but they haven't unlocked the doors yet right so people are just getting like crushed against the glass and the grass the glass starts cracking and the one of the security guard just runs off mm-hmm. and um the coward and uh and then um though i mean i would too but uh <laughs> like the uh and the one of the security guards is like behind the glass they they go to unlock one of the doors, but it's too late, and the the whole thing just comes down over the top of him, and people mm-hmm. run over the glass in the door, and him crushing him. Then immediately after that, we see this really effective shot of some of the broken glass in the door frame, like cutting cutting into someone. And uh, yeah, getting a guy in the neck. In the neck. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is so for like the whole rest of the scene, he's, he's still like stumbling, stumbling around. around, like going it's to grab crazy. his waffle iron with like blood shooting out of his he neck. He still wants his waffle iron. And then iron. he like collapses dead and he's like holding the waffle iron and someone else runs up and like pulls it out of his <laughs> out of his his, his dying dead, hands. His dead grip. Yeah. His co- literally prying the waffle iron from his cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps cutting back to like the security guard under the door being like crushed Pulverized. and like our protagonist's like boyfriend who is established is like he's he's like a, a star baseball player like he's got he's so he's such a good pitcher that he's basically guaranteed a college yeah. career and then moving on to the the he's major got those leagues. fastball arms yeah he's got the he's, he's got, got the, the golden the golden arm the golden the arm. golden That's arm right, yeah and uh, he goes to try to help the security guard being crushed and he's like crawling across the floor and someone just steps on his arm and just like Breaks snaps it. it in half like gruesomely well it's great too because like before that he was he was no no it was the other guy who was recording yeah the yeah. the the real broy the dumb football typical guy, yeah. typical dumb football jock is like standing up on one of the checkout uh counters like filming the whole thing yeah. like might He's as well like be a second away from yelling world yeah star. i was gonna say might as well be yelling world star um and uh well, and what we didn't mention is before the whole riot starts, like, the manager who we saw, like, getting called into work earlier, his wife shows up with, like, a Tupperware. Is like, you know, I don't want – since you have to work, I want you to at least be able to enjoy some of the Thanksgiving food, right? So she's there at the store when the riot breaks out, and she falls on the ground and gets her neck broken by somebody just running into her head with a shopping cart. 
And I'm like, and then the wheels. Her hair, her her hair gets caught up under the wheel, and it like partially scalps her too. Like as she's dying again, like like you mentioned, just like really cruel and just like horrible to deliver like some Thanksgiving. Yeah, to just like Like, to just bring bring her husband some Thanksgiving leftovers since he had to work for Black Friday. You know, but again, in like classic Eli Roth fashion, like the gore is so cruel. But it's done in, like, such a sly way with such a sense of humor mm-hmm. that, like, it it's not off-putting necessarily as as much as it could be. Because it's, it's so absurd. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, again, it's shot like a war movie. <laughs> we then jump forward a year in time. Yeah, we cut directly. The next thing we see is a YouTube video. <laughs> yes, showing a compilation of the chaos. That yeah, it's like happened. the it's like the YouTube video that like the our our like broy jock dude uploaded, and just like he he's put like annotations in on it, like arrows pointing to things. Like uh, it's like there's like one that like points to like the 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 dude with the glass like in his neck is like no waffle iron for you, bitch, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And then at the very end, it's just it like cuts to black. It's like R.I.P. to the victims, and then praying Pray hand, praying hands emoji, <laughs> and then like and subscribe. Uh, really. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, generally, I cannot stand, like, modern commentary like that. Like, generally, well, I cannot stand, like, the, the oh, on Instagram, this, and oh, we have to get so many likes. Like, I think probably the best example of that where I really hated it was um, Glass, you know? Oh, where, like, they do, like, all God, the, yeah. like, cause it's, it's in such poor taste, it doesn't really have an understanding of it, but... This movie, I have to give credit, like, they get it. They well, really know, like, how to play commentary to it. And it's proper commentary, and it's good for it. I won't, I won't say it's necessarily the most current commentary. Like, Eli, no. Roth is, Eli Roth is 50 years old, and, like, it does show in a sense that, like, the, especially, like, the way the young people talk in this, it feels, like, a little dated. Like, it's not terrible. It's oh, not yeah, like, there's a hell of a it's, it's not. It's not like It's not like in fucking Slender Man where Joey King is referencing the Karate Kid or whatever, you know? Like, it's not, it's not that bad, but it is, like, they do all talk like kids talked, like, five years ago. Ten, you know yeah. what I, I mean? I didn't really mind that. It doesn't, honestly. no, it, it doesn't bother me. Because, because it's always played for jokes. Because it's, like, the young people of our generation but i do feel like like some zoomers and like gen alpha kids watching this might be like what is this slang like nobody talks like this you know yeah well i i think you know that combined with all of the actors being like in their late 20s at, yeah at the youngest kind of just adds to that's yeah that's classic weird flasher vibe that's classic I, shit I fuck with it. it's same. fine same but yeah, we get that, and then there's a, a news footage sequence where, you know, the reporter is talking about all the things that went down, and, you know, they interview people on the street about it, and they they mention uh, all the security cam footage mysteriously yeah. well, the, uh, vanished. That, that news broadcast is really nice because it sets up several red herrings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Very obvious red herrings, but like, 
uh, you know, it, the, one of the people they're interviewing is like the manager whose wife died. Like he's like, or he's like the ex-manager, you know, and he's been spending the last year like trying to get the the guy who owns the right mart and his whole family like sent to jail, sent to prison, whatever. They stage a protest in front of the right mart. They all have these really <laughs> dumb, funny signs, like yeah. picket signs. One says like. It's Thanksgiving, not thanks buying. I think <laughs> I saw one. I, I can't be 100% sure, but I think at one point, it might have been during the parade sequence later, where I saw one that I thought said Reichmart. Like, yeah, no, that was okay. in the newsreel footage. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad I saw that right. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and, like, the YouTube video that we saw earlier was titled, like, Fight Mart. Um, you know, lots of puns. But, like, we set up this guy, so he's obviously holding a grudge. They mention the the boyfriend who got his arm broken. It's like, oh, it was a career. He had a promising career ahead of him and then suffered a, a, a career-ending injury. And vanished off the face and of the earth. It's like no, and nobody has seen him in, in a year, you know? Yeah. So it's like setting up all these people's like, oh, all of these people have... He's gone because he's scheming. They have motive to to become a masked killer. That's one thing that I, I wasn't necessarily expecting, but I was really pleasantly surprised from in this movie. Is like, it follows the tradition of something like Scream where, like, it's a slasher movie but really, it's a whodunit. Yeah. This movie is very scream, extremely, and and, yeah. and and all for the best. Like, yeah, I, I I love I love all of the, the the scream elements, but the structure of this film is very much like that. And hell yeah, good for it. But it yeah, you're really well. you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, it is like a it, it's, it sets you up. It's like okay, we have seen during this central inciting incident, this you know this riot, this Black Friday riot. We've been introduced to all these characters. Who is the killer? Mm -hmm. And spend the whole movie trying to figure that out. And like I said, set up some very obvious red herrings who it's like, okay, like, there's no fucking way this person is actually the killer. Yeah, well, what I love, too, is they set up reasonable motivations for a lot of different characters yeah. to be the killer. Absolutely. So you don't really know completely. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you've got, like, in terms of, like, characters that could be the killer, you know, you've got, like, the the manager whose wife was killed, right? You've got the, the ex-boyfriend who got his arm broken. You've got, like, the new boy, weird boyfriend who is, like, kind of an asshole and, like... Almost too perfect. Almost too perfect, yeah. You've got the sheriff, but you've also got, like, the new sheriff's deputy who's, like, new to town. He's not from here. You know, the first time we see him, he walks into the diner, and they give him, like, the 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 John Cava mask, you know, <laughs> and like and we see him put that on in the hat. He's like, yeah, everybody's gonna be wearing one of these, and he kind of like nods at the camera, and it's like, ooh, who is this guy, right? Like he could be the killer too. It's just like, oh, there's this there's this older uh, kid who is like thirty in high school because he keeps failing, and he's his dad sells guns, <laughs> and like he drives around like you know with a truck full of guns and shit. It's just like does all of this this great setup for for like like you said like a classic who done it like here are all of these fucking characters who could who could it be who could it be now 
Yeah. And, like, I gotta say, like, all the characters are pretty fully fleshed out, surprisingly. Like... Yeah! Um... They all have certainly like, enough. All well, okay. I'll disagree there slightly. I think all of the supporting characters are fleshed out well, really well. Bizarre. Well, bizarrely, all of the supporting characters are really well fleshed out. Our core group of characters, not so much. Oh, aside from aside from our main protagonist, Jess, Jessica, 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 who is the daughter of the the guy who owns the the right mart, right? Who, who she's the one who let. Her group of friends in there. It's like but she's from- she's pretty well fleshed out, and obviously, you know the the ex boyfriend who shows back up into town after a year. You know, like they're pretty fleshed out, but like all the others, like the various girlfriends. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's just there's. I guess well, the one fodder. You got the they're, they're the, the lead athlete jock guy yeah he's a fucking dick and and uh, and a dipshit yeah classic dumb Um, jock i guess the 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 scuba character is like kind (laughs) of well fleshed out yeah Yeah. um i gotta say about about our lead about but like the the jessica character um to me it's it's important i preface all of this Give me a second. But um, there's this exercise that's like fairly well known among actors. They go to like airports or whatever with a buddy and their friend will like approach strangers and say like, hey, could you write on this card what you think my friend looks like? You know, and they'll they'll write down, you know, like, oh, he looks like he's scheming. Oh, he looks like whatever. And it helps actors kind of get a sense of like what kind of characters they should play and like what mm. kind of person they are or they represent <laughs> or untrustworthy or or charming or whatever. And um it's it's nothing like I think the actress does a great job. I think I think that that Jessica she feels like um, she she feels like she doesn't know what she's doing um, and like like and I think it's all like very intentional. But man, she looks illiterate. <laughs> like I had no idea where you were going. Like, that. Yeah, That's me not either. what I thought. You I, would I, end I, up. I, wanted, I wanted to preface and be kind, but like funny. like she she looks like she can't <laughs> fucking spell truck absolutely like looks like a cow that does not know that it's going to slaughter <laughs> she and it's yeah, it's, it's impressive for her and character it is it's it is perfect for her character and and again like it is and i know that it sounds mean but it really is like credit to the actress she does a great job of I, it she, and i'm sure she is quite intelligent and charming and kind <laughs> as a person but like her character she's not listening like, to this bro oh man it doesn't matter it's it's about it's you know all, all, all kindness all, peace and love baby you know she's, she's not like, gonna she's not gonna fuck you bro. Oh, oh good well well weird but like no 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 it's just it's about, it's about being kind but um i'll be honest she did nothing for me in this and and by that is that's not necessarily an insult because part of that nothing was she did not offend me um, she doesn't really need to do anything in the movie. She's, it's not about no, her. she's fine. Perfectly, she's, perfectly serviceable actress. She's the lens we see the movie through, and perfectly serviceable. Yeah, more. Perfect, perfectly serviceable performance. Nothing character, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But again, she she's good. Though. She's a protagonist. She's Honestly, fine. Like I thought, like she gave a pretty good performance overall, especially compared to some of the caricature outlier characters and i was just looking it up this was her first major film role like i guess she's done tv yeah fucking yeah good good for her man um, i i like i said i think she gave a perfectly serviceable performance yeah well i know Um, the the friend the the other girl 
friend, not not Yulia, not the Russian. The other one. Yeah, the other one. That's a uh, Addison Ray, who's like she's a like TikTok a TikToker, celebrity. right? Yeah, I saw her name in the credits and I recognized the name, but I don't know dude. anything. I, I feel so old, man. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who these people are, um, except for fucking the sheriff is Patrick Dempsey. Well, and uh, <laughs> oh, the man. the wife, the owner's wife. Oh. Either her or the one that was killed. I can't remember. The one who gets killed is Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon, yeah. 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 The, she's barely in the movie. Yeah. Again, she gets run over by a shopping cart at the yeah. beginning and dies. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, some, some names I recognize. Like, I recognize Patrick Dempsey, of course. but mm-hmm. um, The mustachio dad who owns Right Mart. Uh, I feel like I've seen him at some he's a He's a pretty popular character, character actor. actor yeah. But you know who I can't shake off whenever I look at him? I'm like, this is Murr from Impractical Jokers with a mustache. <laughs> with a little mustache. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I've ever put that together, but I can see it. He has uh, the same facial structure. Maybe it's that they're both bald, too. That certainly yeah. doesn't help. But... Ben thinks all bald men look the same. Wow. Fucked up disrespectful frankly <laughs> um, so we've got our cast um and uh of course lo and behold all the people responsible during the the black friday incident are getting killed one at a time yeah um starting with uh who they absolutely should have started with mm-hmm. i think i think that the waitress is set the, up bitch waitress. the bitch waitress the bitch wait she's one of the other she's it's it's the it's a shitty like quarterback and her at the front of the line, and they they sort mm-hmm. of represent the whole frothing crowd, and and she is she's awful. She's shouting mean shit to them. A fat American hog of a woman. Yeah, and respectfully, and, and, res- absolutely respectfully. Like the actress is a like the character. That's what the character is supposed to be. Yeah, right? and she like, she nails it, and um uh I love it because like she's she's this awful person and just just miserable. And then we cut to a year later, and they're at a diner, and she's there. She's she's waitressing, and she's still rude and Boston-y, but almost in a charming way. And it's like, and it's a nice reminder that, like, oh yeah, like crowd mentality. People become these like uh, you know other yeah, monsters. They get wrapped. She's up. still a piece of shit. She deserves. Yeah, to I don't die, know. She's still she's still pretty. Like, yeah, I, I do like that. Like, oh, you know, like like suddenly we become a ta- after this horrible event, we just become a town again. Yeah. we're all just people living our lives, and she's a waitress there. So. You know, our, our protagonists are also there eating, so we get to kind of carry the the plot through. And then after everyone leaves, I could practically I could practically feel you vibrating on the edge of your seat every time we were watching a scene in the diner, waiting for somebody to order pancakes. <laughs> I knew I could I could feel so, okay, you. Ben, all right, yeah. Ben context. was Ben was between the two of us, and I could feel Cleveland over there, just like he was gonna do it. As, Somebody's gonna order pancakes so he can point and say, "I told you so." Yeah. So on the on the car ride over to the movie theater, I said, "I bet that at some point during the movie, in you know, a la Cabin Fever, someone is going to order pancakes." And she's like, "Oh, pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. I love pancakes." As a as a stupid homage, I didn't want it to happen. Just for clarity, I thought it'd be really fucking dumb. And uh, so I, I was like, "I'm calling it now. It's gonna happen. You're gonna eat your words like pancakes." And uh, there's going to be a stupid homage to that. And there wasn't. There wasn't. Fairness, there well, was yeah, because I said no fucking way because that movie is 20 years old and in no other movie he's ever made has he done a pancakes reference. It's out of character. And he's you know not, what? Respect. He's not that, kind of, he he's not that kind of self-referential yeah. filmmaker. And I appreciate that. Um, 
to to circle back around though to the waitress, like she is like yeah, she is like the first kill, right? Mm-hmm. That not not including the people who died in the 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 stampede at the beginning. She's the first kill, and I love that whole scene. Yeah, well, they show a good sequence of it in the red band trailer. Mm-hmm. So we kind of But not how it ends. Yes. That's what I was going to say. It, it they we we get some away. good elements of it, you know, um the freezer element for yeah. example. Holy so shit, the killer was... shows up, he's dressed like a he's dressed like a pilgrim, he's got the hat, he's wearing the John Carver mask. It's pretty cool. John Carver, the first governor of Plymouth Colony. Uh, and I gotta say, pretty iconic slasher design. Yeah. Honestly, though, Great, like yeah. I honestly like yeah. it, simple, clean design, but like it works. It looks good. I like it. He's got the big axe. You know, he's an he's fucking axe murderer. Yeah, like he shows up. He starts. You know, he he shoves her her face in the sink in the kitchen to get all wet, and then you know, shoves her up against the open freezer door so her face and her hands freeze to the door. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, you see that in the trailer and you see him take the axe and like swing it at her and it cuts. So you, of course, expect her to die there. But actually in the movie, she at the last minute rips her face Peels and hands. Away. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, it's, really, it's so gratuitous. Like, fantastic little gag they do with that. Oh, Afterwards, she runs yeah. off and like locks herself in the office, and she's trying to unlock her phone, <laughs> but she doesn't have any fingertips anymore, and her face is all fucked up from having it ripped off, so she can't unlock the phone because she can't use the finger. Yeah, there's, there's, no finger identification. there's no facial. Recognition. There's no facial recognition. So even though, funny. of course, even though, of course, you can always make an emergency call from a cell phone. Uh, but uh, yeah. But it's it's, no, it's, it's an extremely it's an extremely funny funny gag, yeah. and she like hears the the bell on the door and the diner rings, so she's like, oh, he's left. So she just decides to leave immediately. Pretty stupid, right? Um, and runs out into the to the parking lot, and we see uh, the killer behind the wheel of just like an old shitty car, and he. Uh, you know, turns it on, the the headlights hit her, and of course she starts running in a straight line directly full away sprint, from the full car. Full yeah. <laughs> and uh, she like gets to the edge of the parking lot as the car is coming up behind her, and she tries to dive into the dumpster. And she gets halfway in, and the car slams into the dumpster, which knocks the lid down and cuts her cleanly in half at the waist. Well, cl- not necessarily cleanly, but yeah, well, it cuts I her- mean, yeah, for sure. The cut is, I would say the cut is very clean. Yeah. But there's um, intestines ever. It's great. Like, it's such a great Well, it's film. insane. I, like, most dumpster lids are made of plastic. Like, there's, yeah. no, du- there's no dumpster in creation <laughs> yeah. that would cut someone in half so cleanly like no, that. It's but uh it's so funny. It's a real cartoon. Yeah, game. it's great. And, you know, then we see the next day that he has taken her lower half and put it on top of the sign at the right mark mm-hmm. on, like, the stars, like, shove the star like up it up the up its I, ass I really and he like posts it. to instagram a picture of it uh and tags it something like 50 percent off <laughs> yeah it's so good <laughs> very that shot of like the fireman going up the lat like like slowly going up the ladder with the blanket to put it over the body yeah, to cover it up so that, that, that kind of reminded me of hot fuzz with the yes the dude decapitated oh, body um just 
such good practicals. And yeah, like, it's great. It's so fun because, like, after that scene, they go with the forensic team and they're, like, peeling bits of skin off of the freezer yeah. door. And, like, one guy has a bit of intestines by the, uh, by the dumpster, and it just looks like he's holding a kielbasa. A, yeah. I think he's like straight up holding a rope of sausage <laughs> yeah. in that shot. <laughs> so good. It was great too because like the whole audience laughed at that. Yeah, like, that it's like yeah, he's just putting a kielbasa in a bag. Like we all know it. We're all in on the joke, and it makes it funnier for it. Like, Man, it 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 probably would have been like sort of cheap, but there's a there's a big part of me that wishes that Eli Roth had gone, like, full 70s with this movie, like he does with the, the the Grindhouse trailer, where it's got, like, the film grain, and it's in three by, or it's in four by three, and, uh, and it's just got, like, the, the old Grindhouse look, I think, uh, well, like, I think it's fine, like, it's, it's totally fine being modernized, yeah. but, like, the movie has such good Grindhouse sensibilities, yeah. there's, like, a part of me that, that yearns for that aesthetic a little bit. Well, that's the the kind of interesting thing is I think it it's one of the few movies that modernizes exploitation really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can much, agree with that. Again, much like Piranha 3D, it feels like it's a passing of the torch. Yeah, kind of in the same way that Malignant does that with Giallo. You know, also like it's yeah. it's very. Like there's 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 not that much about Malignant that is Jallo other than they use some red gels from time to time. But like I mean the black the black glove killer, yeah, the like, like, the, like the extravagant knife. Like no, yeah, it is I mean, much, but like it it still feels like a modern film. Like they hit yes. all those that sense. And thanks. No, I think I think that's I think that's actually a great comparison because I, I do think you're right. Like we we talked about that on our Malignant episode that Malignant does feel like a really great modern Giallo film and this feels like a really great modern 70s exploitation. And what's nice film. about that yeah. is like what's important too is like it, we got to pay tribute to where we came from. You know, we got to like pay homage to the past. But if you just ape the past, it's pastiche, right? Sure. Like and here it's like it's not ju- they're not just doing Grindhouse exploitation films with this movie. Like, they're doing something new. Yeah. They're doing something, like, that's their own thing. And, you know, like, but still standing on the shoulders of what came before. And, like, yeah, that's, well, that's and I think, I think the other thing with it is making the film look 70s will inevitably make it kind of niche. Where yeah, I feel like uh, this movie has, like, a weird kind of awesome crossover mainstream appeal to it. That I haven't really seen in such a brutal like slasher yeah. movie in a well, long time. Well, I mean, it, it feels it feels like it does feel like a modern slasher film, you know. Um, and and I guess I, I know I keep bringing it up, but it, only because it's one of Eli Roth's more recent films. It's like Green Inferno, like tries to do the same thing like it tries to make like a be like a modern cannibal holocaust and i think it just it does it does it so much worse than this movie does yeah well i eli roth has tried similar things several times over his career like for example the most recent movie one of the most recent movies before this he did was the the, the death wish death remake, wish remake yeah. with bruce willis and like i did not see that i heard it was pretty bad it was pretty bad and like uh very similar like it tries to modernize 
the death wish type of thing. Yeah. But it kind of flounders at it. Where this, I, I feel like it does so much better of a job. It just does an incredible job. Kind yeah, of. I mean, geez, I guess he finally fucking did it. He whiffed with Green Inferno, he whiffed with Death Wish, and he finally made a good modern uh, 70s <laughs> exploitation film. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really did I really did enjoy this movie a lot. Same, yeah. I, uh, the, the next big kill we get, uh, is, is Tim Dillon, uh, who seems like he's trying to flee the country, I guess. Yeah. He's trying to get the um, hell out of Dodge. Yeah, he's trying to get the hell out of Dodge, even though only one person has, has been killed. a delightful Maine Coon cat. Yes, beautiful, apartment. beautiful cat. Beautiful cat. Um, which plays heavily into the scene and in a very satisfying, you know, always going in with these horror movies, you know, you see, and you see one of the people who's obviously about to die has an animal. It's like, Oh, is the killer going to kill the cat? I don't know if I've ever rooted for a killer as much as this movie. Because again, the black Friday setup. It's like, yeah, these are really the worst of the worst. These people. Yeah, I mean, they're all fucking. They all deserve to go. They're all fucking scumbags for the most part. I just want the killer to get by and and murder these people and enjoy it fully. And it was clear the audience felt the same way. Everyone was laughing during the kills and everyone was having a great time. And yeah, during this, there's the whole sequence, you know, it's, it's the usual like apartment stalker scene. You know, he's, oh, is he in the closet? Oh, is he here? He puts down his passport on the table and then, like, goes and looks out the window and he turns around. The passport's not there anymore and he's looking for it. He comes back out and, ooh, the John Carver mask is sitting on the couch. So he grabs a baseball bat and, yeah, he's looking around. And I just, I, I love, I love... The, the payoff for that where he like comes back into the living room and he sees the cat like sitting in the kitchen like on the counter and he's the like talking to the cat and he's like well he's like trying to like taunt the killer like come out and fight me bro I, I love the threats he uh, yells out because he's like I'm a security guard I kill people every day <laughs> I kill people every day bitch and it's like and he's talking to the cat and he's like He's like, I think the cat's name is like Dewey or something like that. Uh, fucking, no, I'm thinking of Scream. I was going to say fucking Officer Dewey like in uh, Cabin Fever, but no, that's Deputy Winston. Yeah. But Dewey is in Scream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's talking to the cat. His name Dewey. And he's like, he's like, Dewey, is he in there? Show me where he is. And like the cat's sitting there and the cat kind of like looks off to the left and then looks back at him. He's like, oh, he is in the kitchen. He's like... He's like, oh, is he in there? And then immediately the killer comes out from under the dining room table right in front of him and sticks like an electric turkey carver in his stomach. Um, Man, I, I just love all of the themed murder devices. Yeah, yeah they hit Classic. The, they I, hit, you like, have to, every, yeah. Check every box. He stabs him with the turkey carver, but then he like garrots him. Oh, but yeah. he like spins around and twists and shit. pulls. Well, yeah, and he cuts his head off. And Tim it. Dillon's body falls, and like the killer is like his back is the camera. And he like turns and looks over one shoulder. Yeah, it's like so as anime. the as the body falls, great. Like, so it's fuck, great. Yeah. yeah, it's so fucking <laughs> anime. But yeah, then as he's he's a he's on his way out the the apartment, he turns and looks and yeah. sees the cat sitting next to its empty food dish and then it just cuts to the cat eating from a full dish of food and he like gives a little scratch on the head yeah. as he w- then steps over tim dylan's body and goes Dude, it was great there was a lady next to me in, in my seat and like when he first turns around and looks at the cat and we see the cat like mewing for its food after he'd murdered this dude and the lady and the lady next to me was just like oh he better feed that cat 
he better not kill that cat. He better feed that cat. And he does. And he does. <laughs> and it's great. And it's like, yes, that's what you do. And like, I, I thought that was, that was, she was, she was very happy. Like the, the lady next to me. <laughs> very, right, very good. Yeah, I think that was, that was quite fun. The big through line is the killer has this Instagram, you know, yes. this, uh, anon account, you know, the John Carver or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like sending cryptic posts out and tagging like all of our group of main high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And after he kills Tim Dillon, he uh, sets up this uh, Thanksgiving table with the, the top half of the, the dead waitress and Tim Dillon's head. On a plate, yeah. yeah. And all of the other plates at the table have like uh, place cards and they are all they all have the names of like the the various kids you know so it's like they know that whoever this psycho is he's targeting us right yeah and so you know they really have to start trying to figure out who who the fuck who could he be so what's interesting is we you know we just did an episode on extra believer and talking about those filmmakers Ugh, don't remind me i'm sorry i'm sorry it's worth noting because this film does something quite similar where it takes that the same bit of time to comedically introduce characters before killing them off, like Halloween Kills does. Mm-hmm. This movie does it so much better. Like it's so like it's the same idea, but like they really nail it. Like, and I think one of my favorite examples is uh, what's what's her name, the the girlfriend. Um, you said her name a second ago. Whose dad is like the the, the Russian dad? Yulia. Yulia. Yeah. Like Yulia. Um, they're all hanging out, and then like. A, a, a fucking black van pulls up and her dad comes and says, we're going to Florida. And, like, they, they head back to their place and she's packing and, like, there's a there's a sheriff who's there who's going to escort them out. He's killed. You know, I, I like how, like, there's, like, clearly the dad is, like, Russian mob or something, but they don't really, there's no, no time to worry about what it is. You get the idea. Moving I feel on. like that's a classic Eli Roth move of just introducing a weird eccentric character out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, yeah, like, I, I love that whole sequence, you know, the dad, the, the sheriff is killed off, the dad is killed off, and then she's... Well, first she's, like, FaceTiming her boyfriend, who is the, the scuba character. The, that's where we get one of the first, like really good like subtle jump scares where like she's rounding the corner and to the left we see the killer silhouetted but she doesn't yeah this movie she's walking full out of, of that and they're great yeah. i love all of those shots mm-hmm. they're they're timed like to the frame they're edited perfectly like where we just see him before the shot ends like well, the... just, just hanging in the corner somewhere in the background it's great it, it, it's really good so yeah, when the when the cop was over, the the Russian dad had given him like a plate of leftovers or something. And so when the killer comes in and shoots the the cop, he like drops it and like an ear of corn like rolls across That's the floor. Right. And it this goes and it goes under, you know, the killer's boot. And yes, yeah, so this part is in the trailer, like the girlfriend is like FaceTiming her boyfriend and she's like cleaning her ears out with a Q tip. Which are like like that's a great way to set up like the texture of that that kill yeah. you know like we're already we're already inside of her ear just about like we've got the the q-tip we're very tactile we're really like feeling that part of her and it's it's reminding us of like you know the feeling of our ears being cleaned yeah you know right before something he... being in your ear yeah and yeah. she like bends over to throw the q-tip in the trash can and when she sits back up at her makeup table, she sees the killer is right behind her in the mirror, and he stabs her in both ears with the 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 corn, corn holders. holders. Yeah. 
as if she was an ear of corn. And I, I, that's great. And you really feel it because they set it up so well. And then she's, she's, she screams. She tries to get out of there. They do the, they do the, the audio thing where like we're, you know, hearing it through her, and it's, yeah. it's like the ringing, you know, the, the tinnitus ringing sound. But yeah, because her eardrums have been yeah, punctured. It, it's by well done, though. Like leaders. it is, like the um, like the sound design and engineering is like really good for that scene. Um, well, yeah, she tries to escape, and like and like Jessica and like Scuba show up, and Scuba has gotten a gun. Uh, from like the the weird like older yeah, well, kid. Yeah, we skipped past the the party scene, and I, I do want to circle back. Yeah, let's later, let's but, cir- let's circle but, let's circle back uh, to that. Yeah, there's so many but, things yeah. to touch yeah, on. Yeah, so um, like he shows up and he has a gun, and the the killer is like holding the girlfriend like with like a like like a knife to her throat, and their house is like being renovated so there's like a bunch of plastic up and there's tools and shit and as the killer like tries to get away he like shoves the girlfriend away and she falls on like a table saw and it very gruesomely disembowels her uh i i I think it thought it was very funny when the boyfriend is like holding her body on the ground. He's like, "What do I do? I don't know what to do. <laughs> what am I supposed it's, to do?" It's funny, but it's also it very much is the kind of thing a person in shock would yeah. say. Well, yeah, like, and it, right it, after it, that, I find it to be funny, but also pretty earnestly disturbing. Uh, right after that, they cut to them both sitting on the couch uh, afterwards, yeah, and. Uh, our main character has like a thousand yard stare. Yeah. Well, they both do, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just look so traumatized by it. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's such a casual cruelty in this movie that, yeah, like, absolutely. in a movie that would take itself more seriously would feel like just kind of icky. <clears throat> Where in this movie, it strangely works. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, like, at real violence is like that, right? You know, like, it's it's not like it is in movies, you know? It's it's sudden, and it's explosive, and it's cruel, and, you know, I think that, that Eli Roth does a really good job of, like, capturing that. It's the same kind of thing that, like, fucking, you know, Toby Hooper does in, like, Texas Chainsaw, where just, yeah. like, the violence just sort of explodes out of nowhere, you know, and and then it's over, and it sort of leaves you in, like, a state of shock. Okay, so I, I do want to circle back. Yes. Um, because two of my favorite minor characters, we kind of skipped over a little bit. Yeah. So there's this nerd character who kind of shows up early in this movie trying to sell tickets to... Uh, a party that uh, the the burnout thirty year old yeah is uh, trying to throw every year he throws a like a, a Thanksgiving rager where he buys booze for all of the I, all of the high school I like kids I, I really like the kids. the one liner he has where that's set up where he's waiting outside the high school parking lot when the protagonists are coming out of school. And they say, "Are you really selling guns to high schoolers? That's a real new low." Because his dad owns selling... his dad owns the town gun shop. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm yeah. not selling guns to high schoolers. I'm selling alcohol. I'm selling alcohol." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's before that, it's set up too because uh, you know they they mentioned that in the past years this party was free, right? But uh, now he's selling tickets for twenty five dollars a pop because, as the nerd puts it, he's been getting. Uh, really into Shark Tank, so he's on his Mark Cuban shit. He thinks he's Mark Cuban. 
<laughs> which is just so good. Yeah. Uh, I love like like the the personality of that that character too. It's just all over the walls of his house. There's all the one the the good metal posters and shit. There's a big crawl poster. Yeah, he's got a and, crawl poster. Yeah, yeah. and well, like all of his guns are too big. Like the protagonists don't want like he's, the, got, he's got like a desert. He's, he's got like, like a giant for, golden desert. Yeah, he's, he's like this is good whole, for hunting grizzly bears. And he's like, I'm not trying to hunt a fucking. Grizzly he's got bear. them all like, hidden in like super funny places. Like yeah. he picks up like the guitar case and he opens it, and it's for just sure. like it's not just like full of guns, but it's got like perfectly shaped like gun indentations yeah. like and he opens a fake boom box and he opens up the fake boom box 44 magnum i don't talk about doing dirty hairy references with it i don't know if y'all if y'all noticed but uh classic eli roth humor uh sitting on top of the the jukebox was a coffee mug that says i heart farting <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I love uh, earlier in that scene where uh, you know they're the the nerd and him are sitting outside of the uh, the party, or the the nerd is being like the doorman. The pal- yeah, they've got like they've got like a velvet rope <laughs> yeah. set up in front of the like door. It looks like that meme where uh, it's the dude in the sunglasses standing in front of the door. Um, and letting people in. Yeah, except, like, like smaller and yes, scrawny. Yeah, 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 but he's, like, just like a little guy, yeah. Something. But, uh, some random teenagers come to the party, and they're like, I'm not sure if this is worth it. Uh, why should I pay for this party? Oh. And he goes into this big monologue about, uh, Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Yeah. And how, uh, when, uh, Ozzy Osbourne left Sabbath, uh, people thought they were over, but little did they know. Ronnie Ronnie. James Dio. (laughs) The evil little elf. Yeah. All five Five foot foot something. Yeah, all five foot of him showed up and gave the band life that they never thought they'd have again. And then the kids, of course, say, "What? Who's Black Set? What's Black Sabbath?" Says, Get the and fuck out of here. That felt like some fucking like old man it shit. It did, to me. but it was funny. It's funny, it's but like, it's also okay. it's like because like, because it, it did. It, it, but it, like it, it, it kind of knew that it was old man shit, and that made it work better because it, it's like the thirty year old who's still in high school. It's yeah, like, yeah. that burnout. It's, it's the burnout like guy whose opinion doesn't matter, and so like it it kind of it, it's kind of like him saying you know like that's himself. Like, I, yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. What I mean is, old man shit is that like, I'm sorry. I think even fucking Gen Alpha knows who Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath oh, sure. is. Like, I that's that's Maybe. like the the most is like, yeah, oh, the I kids, the kids don't know about the good music we had back in the day. The kids don't even know about Black Sabbath. It's like I don't know if you could ask like a Gen Alpha kid to like name a Black Sabbath song, but. I think you'd be surprised, honestly. Really? Yeah, um, yeah maybe, maybe. I know, I, man. Man, We're I, yeah, I feel yeah, old too, um, so I don't know. But I feel like uh, even the kids know Sabbath. But what I was talking about with like characters getting like kind of flavor to them, like that character has a ton mm-hmm. of flavor, and the nerd character has a ton of flavor too. He 
sells uh, essays to the jocks. Yeah. Um, and I love how in that scene, like, he's wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah. <laughs> feel like he's doing a deal or something. Yeah, like, he's doing, like, a drug deal. Like, they're doing it, like, <laughs> under the stairs, a handoff. And he's like, the the jock character's like, Miss so-and-so better, like, she better think this essay is hot shit, dweeb. And the kid is like... Oh, I can promise you, she'll. Uh, she couldn't have written it better herself. And then, like later, we see them. It's like, like, like w- in what high school class do you stand up at your desk and read your essay aloud to the I class? I love the first essay that's uh, read before his. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we just catch the end of it because just the kid being like, and oh, that's God. why I will not be celebrating Thanksgiving this year or ever again. And just like throws the paper well, down. And on the like, table. he's got like fake tears coming over his, and he, he lifts his shirt up to wipe his tears. And he's like fully ripped. Yeah. With just all of his abs. It, and all the girls stand. It's like, Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, Perfect, it's perfect so commentary. But like, yeah, then then the then amazing. the amazing because like you you've got a you've got a Thanksgiving movie like everyone's gonna be asking this movie like oh what's its commentary on how Thanksgiving is bad is gonna be and as soon as it shows up with this like commentary on like how like it, it's making fun of performative behavior yeah in the funniest way possible like the guy like with his ripped abs when he goes to wipe his his fake tears of being like oh i'm so fucking cool for pointing out why thanksgiving is bad that's perfect that's exactly what this movie needed to bring to the table and nothing more well, like even funnier fucking is great the, I, I thought that the was jocks, really, that's probably funny the jock goes next yeah and he uh reads the uh the essay that was sold to him on credit because the jock never paid the kid right and he owed for like last month and he reads like it's like uh an essay on thanksgiving from the perspective of uh native american tribes mm-hmm. they they cut it in a way that makes it seem like the the essay is like two sentences, two sentences. long yeah. <laughs> which i found very funny but the 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 teacher <laughs> you know says wow that was very good uh, matter of fact, I wrote it in a blog. Yeah, she's like, I I really enjoyed hearing you read that after I, or listening to you read it after I wrote it on my blog last week or whatever. <laughs> um, that was a funny bit. Shortly after that, the killer attacks them while they're in school uh, and, like, captures the, the jock and his girlfriend um i get i guess that's addison yeah right right? um and you know is then like chasing jessica around and i really love that bit because she runs into the i guess they have like a like a fucking cosmetology class at this high school or something um because it it might have been theater could have been theater yeah but there's there's a bunch of uh like mannequin, mani- heads. mannequin heads that have wigs. It looks like they're what they look what like they practice like cutting hair on or whatever. And it's just like the room full of those, and Jessica's hiding by like crouching down amongst the mannequin heads. So like her head is sticking up too, which feels like some fucking Scooby Doo shit. Yeah. But I I thought it was really uh fun and clever. 
And she's like trying to grab the scissors, but accidentally knocks a can of hairspray off the Which table. She uses, she uses the hairspray to stun the killer. It's to blind nice. him, yeah, while he's yeah, coming it's after. It's all used. Yep. It's all fucking um, played out. It's great. I will say uh, the, the thing to get them to the school is the rivalry uh, football game was going to be played. That's right. Um, between Plymouth and Hanover. And uh, the scene right before we get a great sequence where uh, the Hanover star football player that we see at the the front of the Black mm-hmm. Friday stuff sneaks off with his girlfriend and his uh, his girlfriend's doing this routine on a trampoline. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, she the shrimp. Seduce him. him. Yeah, yeah, which is straight out of the uh, the original Thanksgiving yeah. trailer from the Grindhouse movies. Um, it's it's uh, a little tamer in this yeah, one, yeah. I would say. I like how it's shot, though. Like the 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 level of darkness as she like kind of like it, it's very exploitation. Is like the panties come off and like yeah. the top and the rest and like she's like leaping up and down on that. And it's 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 all like the the sounds of the trampoline like thumping are supposed to like get our heart rates up and excited. And then like. At that at that moment where like the panties come off, like the next thump on the trampoline is the guy's head getting like ripped around, yeah. Like to like fully pull us out of that like that trance. It's 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 great. It's really fun. Um, and uh, we get this wonderful shot of her because she she spun around because she she's got her ass out like facing mm-hmm. him, and and then she she turns back afterwards like so excited with herself, like so proud of herself, and she sees that his head is like like a like a Bugs Bunny bit, like like perfectly it twisted, twisted all around. the way back yeah, and around. It looks like yeah. a really good practical too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah it's um, a dummy. Yeah, his his dad, his head is like perfectly his dead. His head is yeah, like perfectly like torn around. And she has that moment of re- realization, and she screams, but she's still bouncing on the trampoline. And she goes up one more time, and then we see the knife come up from underneath the trampoline. Mm-hmm. And boom she comes down and then boom she comes down again yeah you know like uh, over and over again and you know in different places like as she's stabbed to death on the trampoline yeah very creative and i will say like uh that this is something that's directly referenced from the uh thanksgiving grindhouse trailer but i think the the grindhouse trailer is a lot more sleazy with it because she does the uh, jumping splits onto the Mm -hmm. trampoline and gets stabbed right through the pussy um, where this one kind of is a little more tasteful. Yeah. Well, it. right at the beginning of her routine, she does a jumping split. Yeah, which on is the a trampoline. nice little reference. Nice little reference, yeah. But then, like, like, he's already done it that way in the, right. that Thanksgiving. Right. Thing, and so. then, yeah, like, when she comes down, it, like, severs, like, her Achilles tendon, and then she, like, falls, and the knife comes up and, like, stabs her in yeah. the back or whatever. Yeah, um, but, uh,. After that happens, they cancel the football game, mm-hmm. and we get one of my favorite throwaway little lines, uh, because the the main jock is yeah. so mad that the football game is canceled, that he storms off because he Towards decides he, he's just going to play by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Scooba's like, you, you can't play football alone, dude. What are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> And he's oh, like, just watch me. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna run longer than the movie if we hit every one of these kills. It's true. There's a forward. lot. We're gonna 
We're gonna we're gonna run too long, so like let's just let's just hit the hallmark again. Like just watch the movie. Yeah, like, well, watch he's, the he's a sleepy movie. little baby right now. He's uh, fully prone. I'm lying he, down on my side. He it's is true. he is right. We're already running long. We do need because there's but the ending to talk I speak about. The truth, yeah. but we we do we we should talk about the parade sequence because uh, this is like a big you know so good. This is like this is like a big happen. moment. They decide they're gonna try to use like our protagonists as bait at like the Thanksgiving day parade to lure the killer out, you know, cause they're up on the, the right Mart float or whatever. And you know, the, the ex manager stages another protest. They see, you know, a lot of people wearing the John Carver mask dressed as pilgrims. I see the police like stopping them. And one of my absolute favorite gags in this is, like, in the parade, there's somebody dressed as, like, a, an evil clown. It's like a killer clown it's from like, outer space. Yeah, it, it's it, it's like a killer clown's mask, and uh, it's, it's, like, very out of place, and just, like, out of nowhere... It just like pulls the this person just like pulls out a machete and chops off the head of the dude wearing the big like pilgrim turkey costume, which again straight out of the the grindhouse trailer. But I just love that like they're at this parade and they're looking they're scan they're looking at all of the people dressed as like the pilgrim or whatever, and then the killer is just dressed like a literal killer <laughs> clown. Yeah, like, and like he, the one who would normally look like the the most serial killer of the line. Right. Exactly. So and it's like so like truly so out of place, but they're all looking for like somebody dressed as John Carver. So they're just not even thinking about the extremely then, out of place killer clown. After that, there's an accident and the uh the ship float, the the very front of the ship goes oh through my the truck carrying oh, one it, of the it, most brutal it is yeah. and it, and it, and it goes through the head of like this dad who's driving the float and it goes like straight through the back of his head and out the front and it the the uh, the practicals are so gnarly like you see yeah, his nose like ripped and pulled to the side of it is like his blood just keeps spurting around the the beam yeah onto his kids onto his onto his his young children who are sitting in the cab which is yeah again like cynical gruesome over the top it's so horrible but wow like uh, incredible like i i uh i can't fault it. it it's it's so well done um yeah that that whole sequence is just yeah, like there, there's so much happening. It's so chaotic, and it's it's really well done. I yeah, I, I thought it was great. But geez, then the the killer clown uses like a dart gun to like knock out the main all, family, the whole family, and everybody. And then like, God, then we have the whole sequence at the fucking sequence. at the house where or like Which the old really... abandoned house where they're all tied up. This whole to, to like, sum it up, he the the girl we didn't even mention like like after her mom died, there's a stepmom character who shows yeah. up. And it, this is, you know, like, there's a whole sequence from the perspective of the stepmom where she's trying to escape. I love it. She's she's tied up and he's slowly basting her. Yes. Um, and, like, he's he's putting, like, the, the audience, like, like kept laughing at this, too, because it was, it was really funny. Like, he keeps cutting to, like, t- frankly, like, and, and funny because it's Eli Roth, but, like, Tarantino-esque shots of her feet yes, getting like, basted. I was and then, gonna, like, I him, was... him, like, comedically, like, placing the... 
parsley like, between parsley her between toes. Her toes. All of her but like, I was, the, the, the toe shots is like, that's gotta be like a, a jab at Tarantino, right? I'm just saying he's doing that for his boy Quentin. He yeah. knows Quentin's gonna be watching this and he's giving him a little something. Yeah, a little something yeah, for his boy Tarantino. Him a little, he's giving yeah. him a little something. He's yeah, like all those, all those feet shots for, for he's Tarantino. Doing it for his boy. <laughs> he's doing it for his boy Quentin. God. Wild. Um, but like, again, like, it, it, it works because like, again, like every it's time. It's so like, when, funny. When the parsley goes between her toes, like, again, like the whole audience was like fucking giggling and laughing at it and he's he's got the oven going we all know what's happening she's gonna yeah. turn into a turkey there's a whole prolonged but she gets sequence up and he chases her but i love it because we get we get the other thing we definitely want to check off the list we've got our axes we've got our knives we've got everything else and he hunts her down with the a pitchfork pitch throw it she's as she's running out the door to escape he just throws it like a spear and gets her Javelin, in the back yeah. and like pulls her back into the house by mm. the pitchfork and, and then, then we cut to her in the oven you, you know the, being the, roasted yeah the he puts he oven. puts a little puts a little ther- meat thermometer in her and like after well yeah because like she's already starting like, to burn alive and then he pops open the oven and he just jabs her with a meat thermometer for extra meat and then like right as she dies like the the thermometer like Boop. pops up yeah. it's like, <laughs> she's done and um uh yeah you know that that sequence uh when she's in the oven um it reminded me of the uh the the sequence from Saw Two. Yeah, where the dude has to go into like the the crematory, yeah. uh, the oven to mm-hmm. like get the. It's really it's really gruesome. Like because once again, like it's it's so funny because she's been made into a turkey. Yeah, but even still, like when she she kicks at the door of the oven, we see like the skin come off of her feet and like you know the rest of her as like her her fingers begin to like curl up from the heat. It's it's really. Yeesh, you know it's really heavy. Like, it's great. And then and he, Eli, Eli Roth, like throughout this movie, like he's just constantly, like masterfully balancing uh, camp with with true horror, and it, it works. It works. And then he time. and then he serves her at the at the Thanksgiving table where he's got all he of our protagonists. Carves out some of her thigh. Yeah, he's cut off her head, and he's trussed her up like a turkey. Um, which uh, again, straight out of the the grindhouse trailer. Um, what do you think about him monologuing? Oh, I uh, loved it. I thought, it. I thought his voice sounded the... cool. I like how he's got his little microphone in front of the mask and he's live streaming. I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was fun. Honestly, I like how the he puts the mask on top of the oven earlier, and it kind of burns on the side. Yeah, and like this half burnt mask. With the pilgrim get up and everything while he's monologuing felt so iconic. Honestly, yeah. like I replaced the mask. I, yeah, I, he had replaced the mask at that point. He's wearing yeah. the burnt mask while he's hunting the stepmom right. down. Yeah. But then we see him grabbing a new mask and putting it on. So by the time he's like monologuing at the table, he's got a new mask, which. I was kind of surprised. Like, I thought for sure he was going to be wearing the burnt mask for the rest of the movie. Like you said, it does feel, like, very cool and iconic and, like, it's a good look. I was kind of disappointed that he replaced that. Well, I think because, like, Halloween already did it. Like I, I like that you know he he, yeah. he gets away with it as a one off but like do I guess yeah, I mean this I mean, whole this shit, whole movie like, is is an homage to like every slasher. Movie unlike Halloween, made, we get like, a monologuing. Villain. That's true, yeah. yeah um, which I liked. I, yeah, I yeah. thought it was good. It was three, three screams, kind of Saw-esque, uh, where they're all tied up, and he's doing like, his, his vocally augmented speech. It was fun. I like how they fucking escape, because before, like, the parade or whatever, like, the, the weird, like, older kid who's obsessed with guns 
comes up to like our protagonist and he's like here I want to give you this ring this was my dad's ring that he wore in Iraq and it's yeah. <laughs> wear it for luck just because like he, he's like he's just so insistent that she has a gun earlier on like he's like you yeah. really should take this knife take a but tactical so he gives knife her, so he gives her his dad's uh iraq war ring mm-hmm. which of course you know is then revealed in that scene it has a little uh a little oh, spring a little spring blade in it like a tiny which i mean it's really like she's incredibly able dangerous to... to give to someone not knowing that that's a feature right it's like you should it. tell them about that because you you're you're he's yeah. he's literally just like this is my dad's iraq war ring it'll it, he you know it, you can wear it for luck she uses that to you know like cut their ropes um we we really do gotta wrap this up but ultimately after a a pretty good amount of chasing and some misdirections with like the old ex-boyfriend showing up and thinking that he's the killer it's revealed that dun 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 fucking sheriff patrick dempsey was the killer all along because he was having an affair with the the right mart manager's wife so when she died she was also he had a picture of an ultrasound so i guess she was pregnant he's like she was gonna leave him and come be with me so you killed my family i had to watch my family die on that day and it's great because this is all in the parade barn where they're originally going to catch the killer. Yeah. But, you know, they'd all given up. They'd all gone home. So now it's empty apart from the sheriff and uh, Jessica, you know, yeah. our protagonist. Yeah, I gotta say, like, it felt inventive. And, like, mm-hmm. I was worried that, like, with this big setup into a whodunit, like, my biggest worry is it's going to be something obvious or like yeah. sloppily handled. Well, they they do they do a misdirection where they try to be like, oh, it actually was the the ex boyfriend all along, and it's like I was going to be frustrated if that was it because it's like they set him up as like such an obvious red herring. It's like oh, he's actually the killer, but then they're like, no, it's Patrick Dempsey, and it's like. I feel like I did sort of predict that pretty early on just because, like, he never feels really upset or off-put by all of this. I feel like throughout the whole investigation, he's, like, too generally cheerful. Mm -hmm. What I do really like, though, what I will say is the very first shot of the film is a Halloween style like POV of somebody walking up the steps to a house and you can like hear their breathing, like very Michael Myers. And it's like, they're walking up to the door and getting closer. And then it cuts to, you know, the, the right Mart manager opening the door and we see the person on the doorstep is Patrick Dempsey. So I feel like looking back on that, it's like the very first shot of the film is a killer POV shot. And it actually, is our killer yeah like i feel like that is a a nice little sort of like i feel like a nice little tip off i feel like it's not overly telegraphed no i don't think so either but there's enough here and there you feel smart the beginning especially yeah Yeah. for like horse marks like us like 
we can we can pretty much yeah. gather it, which is nice. So, you know, it's revealed he starts coming after her with an axe and it moves into the greater warehouse. Yeah, she turns the valve on his tank and it starts inflating this mm-hmm. big turkey slowly. They hop into like the ex boyfriend's like tow truck, his dad owns the local tow company or whatever. They're trying to drive out and Patrick Dempsey like grabs the tow cable and manages to loop it around a pillar to stop the tow truck and he's like coming towards them and earlier in the movie we had seen like the gun kid at the football game or whatever like firing off like an old musket um and we get a very uh a very uh, a very heavy-handed obvious line from our protagonist jessica being like oh i remember that musket my dad made me use it in that right mark commercial that we did a few years ago and he made me load it so many times i could probably pack that thing in my sleep and it's like the most obvious Chekhov's i wonder if that's gonna come up again and it's like yeah as the sheriff is like standing over her with an axe like ready to kill her she grabs up the musket that was in the back of the tow truck for some reason uh and don't worry about it two favorite details from that uh one the bullets uh roll off because they're old school yeah they're musket balls musket balls and so she takes her necklace with her a picture of her dead mom in it oh yeah her bracelet that has a little locket on it and Um, packs it as the the bullet which is really fun um and then she has a great one-liner which repeats what the killer says yeah this year there'll be no there will be no leftovers and instead of shooting him even though he's standing right in front of her to be dramatic she aims behind him and shoots the big inflatable turkey which causes a massive explosion well it's good because like muskets are infamous for not being accurate so instead of trying to shoot the killer and miss, she shoots the literal broadside of a barn just about i mean i guess the kill the the killer is like a foot away from oh, her. Oh, whatever. You see you see, she's aiming at him, and then it has a close-up shot of her moving, <laughs> adjusting her aim to shoot behind him yeah, to, to create a big explosion. explosion. Um, and know, then, it's like XCOM, where you're standing yeah. point blank. And yeah, so 99%, 99%. So we have her aftermath. Everyone's recovering. You know, the, the EMTs have arrived, etc., and we get the thing that I, probably my only real critique of this movie is we get the same shot from the guest, which I think the guest was also paying homage to something when it did it, where we see one of the firemen wearing their mask and it's like, oh, they do that in the fucking uh, the My Bloody Valentine yes. 3D remake too, yeah. where fucking Jensen Ackles escapes by pretending to be a fireman. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an old like and cliche, they've got and they don't really do anything unique. Because the well, yeah, because the cops are like one of the cops is saying we searched the whole warehouse and we didn't find anybody or anything. A fire that bad must have reduced it all to ash. And she's like looking around, seeing like the firemen walking out, and they've all got like the gas masks and stuff on. And she's like paranoid about it. And then like yeah, it just kind of, I will say that it does have kind of a 
clunky ending a little bit with her like having like a a nightmare of like the flaming killer coming out of her closet and grabbing her but then she just wakes up and then it she, she just looks at her closet and then it cuts to credits like it's fine i I don't know. It, it it feels like it kind of stumbles there a little bit, like just like it's a little messy. But I kind of trip, like trips like across the, movie, the movie trips across the finish line a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean over and then like really nice, fun grind uh, grindhouse style uh, credits. Some fucking dancing. Yeah, some, uh, with some fucking Danzig, and you noticed somebody in the credits who was the CEO of Cream. There was a whole Cream department. There was a Cream crew. I don't know what I. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> me either. It's you and me, boys. We're the Cream crew. Yeah, I the think Cream it's the crew. First time I've seen that credit. Yeah, I, it, they mu- It must be like some company that they hired for like Crafty or something. Yeah. Like it's. It's got to be. It was far enough towards the end of the credits, like that. Like it's. It's got to just be like somebody that they contracted for something. Yeah. A company called Cream. Yeah, like, it um, must be. but yeah, CEO of Cream, and uh, yeah, and then. There was what we thought was going to be a post-credit sequence that just turned out to be a blooper, which was Ma'am, fine and fine. That had bring, nostalgic. Bring back bloopers. Yeah, yeah. I love bring a back, bring back great. a blooper reel during the credits is what I say. It was great. It was um, cool. I'm glad a little blooper. Well, it's fun because it's uh, the the dad, the the character actor that kind of looks like Murr. The shot goes on for a little too long so he flips off the camera yeah and it's like him flipping off the audience for sitting there so long yeah for yeah, sitting you know? through the credits looking for yeah, fuck us yeah <laughs> which is great it's good. yeah it's um yeah uh let's rate it yeah who wants to go first i'll go first go uh, first honestly i fucking love this movie like coming out of this uh screening felt like I almost felt like this is probably what it felt like to come out of, like, the opening night of seeing, like, a classic slasher movie, like Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I think this movie is going to be remembered for decades. Okay. I I think this is one of the best slasher movies we've gotten in over 10 years. And probably my favorite, like, exploitation-adjacent movie since Piranha 3D. This is an easy 5 out of 5 for me. Wow. And probably my favorite Eli Roth movie. I am having a hard time thinking of why it shouldn't be a 5. Like, there's nothing about this movie I didn't love. I didn't like a lot. I am neutral on a lot of Eli Roth stuff. I'm not a big Eli Roth fan or an Eli Roth head like Ben is over here. But... This movie was, I think, really, like, Eli Roth's best across the board. I think it's his best comedy. I think it's his best horror. I think it's his, some of his best practicals. And I I feel like I really need to cheer on a slasher film in 2023 that relies so heavily on practicals. So I'm going to give it a five as well. Uh, that might that might go down with time. Uh, my, my, my thoughts of, like, Cabin Fever did... I wouldn't rate it as highly. I know you guys disagree, but like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't see any reason not to give this movie a five. It's it's a, it's a joy. It's it's a great movie. Well, 
I'm I'm sorry to keep it from Golden Pod status. I I liked I I liked this movie a lot. I did. I liked this movie a lot. I hope it will uh, attain you know some sort of cult classic status. Um, I I don't think it's my favorite Eli Roth movie. I think I like Cabin Fever and Hostel uh, over this movie, but it probably is the best slasher since malignant probably i think unless you're counting something like barbarian i don't think barbarian i feel like is this really... is more of a straight slasher than even malignant was yeah but i like it more. it is i, I, I like malignant more but i i think i also slightly prefer malignant but yeah, anyway did I, malignant a five? I, I you did not um well i, I oh well <laughs> I right, did. Five, I did like this movie a lot, um, and and it really did. Uh, it, it met and exceeded my expectations, and I'm going to give it a very strong four out of five. Uh, absolutely recommended. Um, we need more goofy uh, holiday horror, holiday horror yeah. movies. Uh, so that'll give Thanksgiving a strong average of four point seven out of five, and a resounding recommendation. I gotta say too. Honestly, a surprising lack of jump scares. Yeah, there were like, some. The dude who was sitting next to me jumped a lot. He jumped easier <laughs> than I did. Uh, so, but like, I, yeah, they weren't really cheap ones. Like you no. see all the time. Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 um, no, uh, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I it it's obvious that this movie was just made with so much passion. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, great, great film. Um, very much enjoyed it. Uh, next week, it's Cleveland's pick. That's right. What are we doing? We are doing a classic. Um, I, I picked Predator in the past. I, I've picked Robocop. I'm gonna keep rolling with those 80s Hallmark classics. We're gonna watch OG Terminator. The Terminator. We're gonna watch, we're gonna round the year out with the motherfucking Terminator. Big Jim Cameron. He can't stop, he just keeps coming. Right around the time that comes out, that episode comes out rather, is gonna be when they release the, uh, the director's cut of The Abyss back into theaters. So it's, it's Big Jim season. It's Big Jim season. It's always Big Jim season. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. Well, yeah. Join us next week as we talk about uh, The Terminator. We will be back. We will be back. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, yeah, very sponsor. quick sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going over time, I'm going to speak a little bit fast. Uh, here we go. Uh, the, the, the sponsor this week is The Knife Man. He's coming. He's knifing, and he's coming for you. Knifing. He's the Knife Man. Knife Man. There you wow, go. that was perfect. <laughs> After a movie about an axe man, we were sponsored by The Knife Man. The Knife Man. The Knife Man Cometh. All right. The Knife Man Cometh. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, Micah, Mitchell, Jans. The list keeps growing. Join the list. You can, you can be one of those, too. Uh, you can follow us at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod. Or you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. My extracurricular recommendation for the week is uh, Burden of Dreams, the Les Blank documentary about the making of Werner Herzog's Fitzcarraldo. Watch Fitzcarraldo first, but then watch Burden of Dreams. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen about the making of a movie. Just fucking wild shit. They pulled a boat over a mountain. Just... That documentary is incredible. Uh, the the bit about uh, the the indigenous people like uh, offering to kill Klaus Kinski 
for uh, I think that's from I think that part is from my best fiend, but it is from the filming with Fitzcarraldo. Yeah. They don't talk about that in Burden of Dreams, but uh, yeah, they, they the natives offered to kill Kinski for for talk. So good. Um, yeah, my recommendation. I a couple of nights ago I watched uh, what might be in the running for like like legendary room-esque so bad it's good movies oh it's on tubi it's called uh the paradise motel it stars uh this very strange looking woman she kind of uh runs off from her uh abusive husband and drives to the paradise motel and there's a weird cast of characters there that have strange backgrounds um it's very incoherent uh, all the characters that aren't shown on screen are voiced by like what sounds like Siri or Microsoft Sam. Oh, uh, just amazing movie. It's on Tubi. It's like seventy minutes. Uh, go watch it. It's go play the Mortuary System. It's really good. Goodbye. Whoa. Uh, goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>